You are listening to your new puppies podcast, starting you and your dog off on the right paw. Here's your host, Debbie Salento. Hello, and welcome to episode 81 of your new puppies podcast. I'm Debbie. And today, I'm going to talk about my rules for what you and your dog's walk should look like. And that actually might be a little misleading because I'm going to talk more about what my rules aren't than what my rules are. Because here's the secret. There is no should when it comes to your dog's walk. As long as your dog is six feet from you, you and your dog are both enjoying the walk and everyone around you safe then you can make your walk your own. So this might be far from the image you have in your head. Usually it's they're at your side or right behind you, not being distracted by anything and, you know, maybe walking at a good pace and only sniffing when you say it's okay. That's a really tall order for a dog. And that's why so many of us have trouble teaching our dog loose leash walking because that's that's the kind of walk that we're trying to get our dog to do and it's quite the opposite from what our dog wants to do. Now I'm not saying that we're gonna bring our dog out and let them do whatever they want. That is not what I'm saying but let me quickly go through my rules again because I just kind of threw them out there so you might have missed that that's what it was. So your dog was is within six feet from you which means no retractable leash just a regular six foot flat leash. Both you and your dog are enjoying the walk and everyone around you is safe. That's it. I don't care if your dog is walking in front of you, behind you, to the side of you. If you're letting them stop and sniff every single tree, every single blade of grass, that doesn't matter. It could take you a half an hour to walk one mile. For my metric folk, that's about 1.6 kilometers because you're just strolling along. This is your walk with your dog. If you're enjoying the walk, if your dog is enjoying the walk, and everyone around you safe, which includes your dog only being six feet from you, all of that doesn't matter. Now, again, I'm not saying that we're going to let our dogs pull us down the street or pull us over to the smells they want or let them lunge and bark at other people and dogs because they want their attention. No, because if they're doing that, we're not enjoying the walk. Those are the type of behaviors that I talk about in episode 50, where I answer the three most common leash walking questions I get. So I'm going to send you over there to where I give you some tips on how to stop those inappropriate leash walking behaviors. You can find it wherever you're listening, or I will link to it in the show notes as well. Again, that's episode 50, 50. So there is a place for your dog to know heel, which is just walking by your side, walking at your heel. And I believe every single dog should have that skill. But there's no reason why your walk needs to look that way the entire time. Yes, if you're walking on a crowded sidewalk, if a dog is coming and they look unfriendly, or if your dog is wary of strangers, if you're trying to cross a busy street, 
if you're passing an area where you know there is a lot of goose poop in the grass. So there are plenty of reasons why you need to have your dog in heel, but there's no reason why they need to be in that position the entire walk. Okay, I just want to pause here for two quick notes, caveats, if you will. Super young puppies don't really aren't really interested in walks in the first place so we shouldn't be forcing them to really do any kind of structured walk right now I'm talking about like under 12 weeks old at that point you're just getting them used to wearing a leash wearing a harness wearing a collar and you know maybe we're like going a house or two down or maybe a block and back because they're more likely to want to like flop in the grass, chase some leaves, you know, watch cars going by. And that's okay. Because at that point, um, the exploration and the socialization is much more important than the um, physical exercise of a walk. And also, for dogs that are having a lot of behavior problems. If you were struggling with multiple behavior problems, you know, from just an overactive dog that's like running the household that you have no control over all the way to like an aggressive dog, there are reasons to have a very structured walk, okay? But if you are having those type of issues with your dog, then, you know, to be honest, a podcast episode isn't going to solve them. Sometimes we need super strict boundaries with a dog that's having specific behavior problems. But for most of us, with our typical dogs, with maybe a few quirks, maybe a few behaviors we're working on, a puppy that we're just raising, then that's what I'm talking about here. So for most of you, I'm letting you off the hook. Your walk does not have to be perfect. In fact, I almost don't want it to be. Because for some of you, you might be thinking, well, that's how I want my walk to look. That's how I enjoy it. That's how I want it to be. And I just want to take a a minute and like reflect on why. Because this is where we get into your dog enjoying the walk. Now, your dog is going to enjoy any walk. You know, they're outside. They're with you. Like walking is so deeply ingrained into them that they're going to be happy just to be out there. But there might be some ways that we can allow our dogs to enjoy the walk even more without really taking away from our own enjoyment. A lot of the times it's because we're thinking about the exercise of the walk. It's like, well, I have an active dog. We got to get our walk in. You know, it has to be a good pace. It has to be pretty far. And I only have a limited amount of time. Totally understandable. But some exploration to use their own other senses like their eyes and their nose than their actual physical walking will tire them out even more. And I encourage you to experiment with this. If you go and you let your dog explore as much as they want for 20 minutes, maybe you go a half mile, maybe it's only a quarter mile, you'll notice a difference than if you just take a nice brisk mile long walk. Now, I'm also not saying that your entire walk needs to be a snuffle walk every single time. The point of this whole episode, my message to you, is just to take you away from that idea of what your walk should look like. You know, there's the walk with your dog right next to you, straight down, not being distracted by anything. That's not so much fun for your dog. And then there's the walk where your dog is 
pulling you all over the place, dragging you down the street, dragging you to all the smells. And that's not fun for you. What I'm talking about is finding that walk in between where you're going to enjoy it as well as your dog. And of course, we don't use a retractable leash, which I talk all about in episode 11, if you missed it. So a regular flat six-foot leash and have a heel skill that you can use when you need it to keep you, your dog, and everyone around you safe. So I want to end with a quick story that actually inspired this episode and really illustrates everything that I've been saying. One of my students inside the academy, who I know listens to this podcast, and she's going to know that the story is about her, she has two dogs, and we were talking about finding her a board and train, because it's not something I do, and I'm not even sure she was in my immediate area. And she had called one, and the person she talked to, you know, asked, like, well, what do you want your walk to eventually look like? And she said, you know, she has two dogs, and she said, well, when they see another dog, they get really excited, but I want them to, you know, maybe sit, you know, look at me, ask permission, you know, and then I can bring them over to the dog, which to me sounded wonderful. That's a wonderful skill to have. But the trainer said, no, they shouldn't be interacting with anybody on a walk. Now, I don't know the reasoning behind that because that's the only snippet of the conversation I got, but... I don't agree with it. I think if your dog is behaving, if they stop, like maybe they're a little excited, maybe they're wiggly, but if they stop, they they pay attention to you and they behave and don't drag you over to the other dogs and the other people are willing and able to let you meet their dog, then let them interact. Again, this is your walk. This is their walk because the walks are more than just getting your dog exercise and taking him out for potty. You know, they say that dogs are a part of our lives. We have work, we have family, we have responsibilities, we have our hobbies, and our dogs are part of that. But we are our dog's entire life. So their walk is probably the highlight of their day. So as long as there's no major behavior problems, as long as your dog is acting appropriately, we can give them an enriching, fun walk. It doesn't have to be completely structured the whole time on every walk. And that is all I have for you today. If you are enjoying this podcast, you can rate and review it wherever you listen. That helps other puppy owners find the podcast. And if you would like to continue training with me, Check out my website, playtimepause.com, where I have both in-person and virtual programs, including Playtime Pause Academy. All you have to do is click on services for all the details. I thank you so much for listening. Bye for now.